Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Yeah. Hey there. Hey, what's going on? You start dragging the bottom of the lake. I sound like that, or you sound like that? No, you sound like that. Yeah, uh, oh, I'm good. Uh-oh. I'm good today. I didn't get much sleep, but I'm good. Okay, well, yeah. you're on the plane in a few hours. You'll be good to go. Take, take <laughs> anyway, pictures and sending them to people. You say what? Taking pictures and sending them to people. You know I do that all the time when I'm up in the air to people who are afraid mm-hmm. of me. <laughs> right, this is my last picture just in case this plane don't make it. <laughs> you say what? This is my last picture just in case this plane don't make it. I want you to remember what I look like. Oh, no, no, uh-uh. I'm going to make it. I got to harass more people. You got to harass more people. Oh, I got to harass more people. That I understand. That I understand. Did you see the shirt? Um, yeah, I saw it last night. Yeah, I saw it last night. You didn't tell me that it looked good, but you, I guess you told me. You, know, you might have told Gully that. <laughs> you said tell Gully. Oh, no, I didn't tell you I told Gully. I actually didn't tell you I told Gully when I looked at it. That's all when I got in the house. I pulled it up. Okay. What you doing now? It's not like you're doing a lot of moving. No, I'm just sitting here packing my backpack. Yeah, okay. Time you got to be there for Five. Whoa, four. From Birmingham? Yeah. We're we're leaving out of Birmingham. We're not going to Atlanta. Okay. So you're leaving you're leaving in so you should leave the house about what time are you leaving the house then? Uh like in two and a half, three hours. Okay. Alright, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh look you had a vehicle at five, so they're okay. I got you. We don't take off until 6.35, and um, this airport is not, it's right, not that big. Here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a decent size, but it's not that big. We should, um, we should have no issues with getting in and out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, getting out, brother, because getting in is much easier because you just got to wait for your luggage and... Call it a day. Yeah, okay. But this time, I think that we're more um, equipped for the airport versus um, the last time because we were a little disheveled because I had, um, well, we, we had my cousin's wife with us and all of that, and that was a cluster. Oh, okay. You know, with you all the time. Well, she's she she she's coming, but she's by herself. She's on her own at this point. And it sounds like you like it like that. Huh? 
I said, it's not like you like it like that. <laughs> oh, you know your brother. <laughs> oh, you know your brother very well. <laughs> Only because of the confusion and the drama that she caused. Yes, I understand. So, um, I did study a little bit, and, um, (laughs) so, um, you want to, um, make, uh, make pretty pray, and tell them don't be all cute. And don't tell me to be all cute and all the eloquent stuff. Just give me a good, nasty, good five-minute prayer, and I need him to get to the realm. Quick, nasty, and early. Here you go. Well, that's what he needs you to pray. What is it? Pretty. Okay. Pretty. Yes, sir. I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing. Eloquent. I need to get down and dirty because I got something to talk about today. So I need you to get to the realm as fast as you can. And I don't want you. I, I don't want nothing nice. I want it to be raw. Okay. Father, uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come before you, Lord God. I thank and praise you for my cousin, my brother, my friend, my child, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, whatever you put in his heart. Let him be as raw and unfiltered as can possibly be without sinning in Jesus' name. I thank and praise you, Lord God, that the words you're going to give him is powerful, sharper, and a two-edged sword, Lord God. Coming to the point of the man in the mighty name of Jesus. And it's going to set the captive free. Hallelujah. Bring deliverance to the house right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So... Um, I haven't got the other book yet that I was telling you guys about, about the beta space, but I have something I think that is just as good, and it's, um, it's the same writer, but it's, the other book was talking about offenses, mm-hmm. but this book is talking about killing kryptonite, which, and it says, destroy that which steals your strength. <laughs> And it says, just in the um, in the cover, it says, the revelation on biblical principles and teaching and love for the people have been both building the individual and the kingdom for decades. This book reaches the four corners of earth and has impacted um, the lives of have impacted lives is immeasurable. I am grateful for the friendship and the ministry that this this Carter has continued to give to me. So when I the first opened up the book, um, he has about he has fourteen different authors that are um, giving him kudos about his book. Um, Chris Hodges, the pastor of the Highlands. Um, the lead pastor for the National Community Church, Mark Batterson. Robert Morris, the founder of the Gateway Church in Dallas. 
Joyce Myers, Craig Rochelle, the pastor of the Life Church, um, James Robinson, founder and president of Life Outreach, um, Brian Johnson, president of Bethel Music Worship Center and, um, and the Bethel Church, Christine Kane, the founder of A21 and um, Propel Women, um, the senior pastor of Free Chapel um, in, in New York, um, Andy um, Dalton, one of the quarterbacks for the Bengals in Cincinnati. Okay, I'm loving that, right. <laughs> Brian Houston, the founder of um, Global Senior Pastors in Hillsburg Church, Hillsong Church, I'm sorry. The pastor of Passion City and the Passion City Conferences, Louis Olivio, and Ben Johnson, Bethel Church in Redding, California. And the interesting thing about that is those all those churches are from different denominations. Mm-hmm. They're not all mm-hmm. saved and well they're all saved, but I'm saying they're not from all of the charismatic movement. Some of them have moved to their own particular persuasion of ministry. But the interesting thing to me was that you were saying the title called Killing Kryptonite. And we know that the strongest man that we've seen on the television, they called him Superman, but that's not who we look to be our Superman. But the actual idea of kryptonite being something that cripples you and basically um, takes away your strength. As I thought about the different things that we have been going through over the call, my idea was to ask everybody, what's one of the things that takes your strength away? Problems, challenges with money, death in the family, relationship issues, um, friendship issues, um, sickness, illness, um, wealth. Um, it, it, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a plethora of different options that can basically take away your strength depending upon what your faith is. So because of the fact that your faith is at a place and your strength is somewhere else, truly the Bible says it like this. As a man thinks, so is he. Whatever it is that you have in your mind as a concept that you desire and need, unless you are basically focused on the idea that it is only God that you need and then the provision comes from him, ultimately you are going to be distracted and your strength can be taken because once the kryptonite hits, you don't have a refuge. When we saw Superman go to the place called um, Kryptonian, Krypton, right? When he went to the place, there was no refuge because everything that stole his strength was surrounding him. Everything that could destroy him was right in his face. Everything that was able to basically make him be a mere man was right there in his mirror. And the only thing that he could do is crawl to get out of that space. So if we're looking at an illusion of the strongest man that we know that that can be capable of doing anything, and then something 
that is made can destroy his strength, then how different are we when we know our strength is God and all of our desires are kryptonite, and then we basically go to them versus going to the Father? We ultimately have to understand that the things that steal our strength are things that we have availed ourselves to be vulnerable to. We've availed ourselves to basically make those things our priorities. We've availed ourselves to make those things something that we desire on a regular basis. We have told those things that we desire them more than we desire God. So when we talk about the fact of stealing kryptonite, it's not, um, I'm stealing strength, it's not the idea that this is the devil's doing. And I want to make sure that I say that again. Your, your strength being stolen is not always of the devil's doing. Your strength being stolen could be some of the things that you have attached yourself to. Okay. Some of the people that you have attached yourself to. Some of the desires that you had. Some of the things that you necessarily bad, but distract you from doing what you know that you need to do, such as you basically reading your words. And I'm guilty of this. I know the Bible, and I read my words, but don't let a good episode come on and Vanessa tell me, Mark, don't miss Lucifer. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Ness, I'll talk to you in a minute, because that's something that I enjoy doing. So it's not always something that's bad that basically steals your strength. Sometimes it can be something that just is distracting. Sometimes it is something that you like, people that you like to be around, uh, um, a particular place that you like to go to, um, a particular song that basically takes you to a place of Anything. It could take you as a reminder of a family member that is transitioned. It could take you to a place of when you were first found love. It could be anything. But the most important thing that I got from this from the pages of this book was that kryptonite just can't come to you. It just can't. It just can't. Um, Kryptonite just can't come to you. It can't come and take over your life. It won't take over your life. It is truly something that you have entertained and you have evolved and involved in your life. So that place gets you to uh, disconnect with the Father. And, and, And when I looked at the actual title, um, and and, and, uh, and the, the the actual topics that I saw some of in the book. The one thing that I thought was when I think about Superman, Kryptonite disconnected him from his source. It disconnected him from his power. It disconnected him from the ideology that he was the strongest being that there was because on Krypton, his strength didn't matter. 
And those are some issues that we have to take in consideration of. When we talk about who we are and and what we are to do and, and how things are going in our lives, one thing that we have to understand and realize is that all your biblical knowledge, all your your, 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 all, even myself, all of my understanding of what God is and who he is and what he has said, if I have diverted my strength and my, my power elsewhere, it doesn't matter what I know. It doesn't matter what I have experienced. Because why? Whatever it is that I know and I have experienced, I'm allowing to basically be... Um, taken away from me because of the ideology of me being in places and spaces that destroy my connection with the Father. And it's essential that we understand why I'm speaking of the connection because that's the only place where we have strength. That's the only place where we have power. That's the only place that we have a wherewithal and a say-so, even when it don't look right, we can still claim it to be right. Even when it doesn't sound right, we can still speak it to be right. Why? Because we can speak those things that are not as though they what are. But we say in the Bible word because these things have already happened in heaven. We are here on earth walking out the process. So we are speaking those things not, meaning that are not like what we need them to be, like we want them to be. And we have to speak those things that are not right here on this earth versus allow the earth that we live upon to basically take us through some things that we don't want to go through, and we're not prepared to go through, because why? That's who we are as a people. We want to always understand that it is not for us to basically just do whatever we choose to do, say whatever we want to say, do it how we want to do it. Why? Because at the end of the day, we have to be accountable for something. My grandmother used to always say, you either stand for something or fall for everything. And it's time that the actual church starts to stand for something. And and the other thing that my grandmother would say, she said, don't use your head for a hat rack. It meaning that some stuff that you know that is not good for you, and you put yourself in that environment, in, in that situation, what is your expectation to come out of that? We always want to blame the devil for a lot of things, which he has some faults. But I would say that he only has the faults because it is the responsibility of him to do as he's been told. But we want to give him credit and blame him for everything. And we can't. We shouldn't. Because at the end of the day, he is not our maker. He's not our master. He's simply just our brother. He can only do what the Father has told him. 
So now at this point, I want to ask the question of anybody on the line, what is it that steals your kryptonite? Don't ask if they want. Apostle Farley, are you there? Pastor Gully, you there? Hello? What was the question again? What is it that steals your kryptonite? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is it? What is it that steals your strength? What is it? What is it in life, in circumstances, in, in, in our day to day, that just zaps Erica to the point where it's just like, you know what? The heck with it. I don't care. It's whatever. It don't matter. Hello? I'm processing. I'm processing. Okay. Okay. It just got, it, it's just been pretty quiet on the call. That's why I'm asking. That's why I'm saying hello. Oh, yeah. I'm processing. And, dear, let me explain something to you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have, it doesn't even have to be something big. I know. And I'm trying to think about it across the board, like, Okay, I got one for you that you told me. What? Okay, I'm going to use the old position as as an example. I remember this one lady came in your office one time and said, uh, Erica, um, if the people uh, have their voucher and they don't use it, can they still can they use it whenever they want to? And I was on the phone with you, and you huffed. You were just like, did she just really ask you this stupid question? Because it was logical as if the question was, if it was logical as if the um the vouchers had an expiration date, right? But it was not logical because of the fact that if they haven't used it and it's redeemable for the county, why can't they use it whenever they deem wanting to use it? And the attitude that she was just like. Yeah, they can use it. And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, and, and, I, and, I said, and I said, should I pray? You said, mm. So at that point, I said, okay, she, she, she's pissed, so I'm just going to pray and cover her. Well, and I think at that point something else had, had transpired that, you know, it that could was be, just yeah. like the, you know, <laughs> that was, I was like, you know what? And I think it was a series of, in my personal opinion, my a series of idiotic questions. I was like, for real? Right. So, so I think that's, so that's probably where my headspace was. But but so but that again is something that could zap your strength and steal your strength for a time where you actually need strength and you're distracted. Yeah, that's good. 
You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. And that's why I'm still trying to process. Because we always we always go to the place of it has to be something huge like a death in the family or this happening or that happening. It could be I just missed I, I literally got behind the stupidest people in the world and I missed this flight and now I'm late because this flight always takes twenty minutes to basically let us go through the process. Mm. So realistically, it's just like we we in in in, in church mm-hmm. we focus on huge things. So we, we already know those big things are always the issue because this is of course the small foxes that destroy the vine. Mm. So while we're trying mm-hmm. to think about it being mm-hmm. drastic. It ain't blessed. Sometimes it's like I didn't move for these Negroes, and I don't want to say Negro either. <laughs> what zaps my energy? Okay, I'm going to use this other one. So my niece tells you, Ma. I, 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 I'll give it to you later. <laughs> You're like, no, we got a responsibility. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, yeah, well that's, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's straight foolishness. <laughs> but that, but, but, but when you are needing to be in the game, in the moment, and you think uh-huh. about, well, what about the stuff that Erica got to do for herself? Now it's got to worry about the conglomerate. I had to put right. that stuff on the background, and it could be important. It could be a doctor's appointment. It could be one of your checkups. And now you have to postpone it for something that realistically wasn't their responsibility to postpone from the beginning. Well, I, I guess um, I think that, you know, that specific thing could be a general example of what um, – takes my energy, and that is when people put things off on the assumption, well, you know, she'll take care of it. Okay. That that may be, you know, the thing that pinches at the tip end of my derriere, I'll say. (laughs) Is it just the tip? <laughs> well, you know, that's the nice way to say it. Probably not, but... <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll leave it at the tip. I just wanted to make sure if it was just the tip. Because if it was just the tip, I just want to make sure that something don't get a hold of the whole thing. Yeah, look, it'd probably bite a big chunk out of it. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, what ultimately the book is talking about is that we could... Honestly, avoid some of those things because of how we basically affect how we allow it to affect us. We can avoid some of these things by how we how we respond. Mm-hmm. We can avoid some of these things by how we basically say, 
Hmm. Okay. I know that you were trying to take me to a whole different place, but guess what? I'm not going to visit that place with you today. I'm going to change my own access code, and I'm going to do something different because how I feel right now is not how I need to respond, but because you have always seen me respond in a certain particular fashion, mm-hmm. guess what I won't do today is give you my strength. I'm going to make the conscious effort today that I will not let you, mama, daddy, sister, brother, daughter, child, boss, whomever, take me to an unforeseen place that I did not come willingly to go. It's as simple as that. I did not come to work today to be stressed out. I could stay home and watch Donald Trump on television worry the hell out of me if that had been what I wanted to do. But I'm not going to come to work today for you to take me there to a place that I'm not trying to visit. Why? Because I have a job to do. Not only do I have a job to do, I have a responsibility to take care of people. And because I have a responsibility to take care of people, if I am not on point and on target to what I have to take care of as a people, then therefore how good am I when the time comes where I have to basically tap out of Erica, tap out of Mark, tap out of Sam, tap out of Gully, and basically tap into a place where ultimately I need all of my senses and my wherewithals. Why? Because there's something greater in need of me and me just needing to do the regular run-of-the-mill mundane things. Now, that's food for thought. Because that can mean it's an emergency. That can mean it is something important. That can mean that it's life or death. That can mean a a multiplicity of things. But the ideology of it is is that, hey, we need you in the game. When we got text messages in the middle of the night, I remember, um, uh, I remember, I believe it was um, um, Apostle Farley's cousin that passed away. And he didn't, he didn't know at the time that his cousin passed away, but he text messaged me in the middle of the night, and I called him, and um, I don't know what well, – know he didn't answer the phone, and I believe – did I not call you and ask you what was going on with him? Right. And, but, but three hours later, all that we knew was – to pray because he didn't answer the phone. But three hours later, we found out that his cousin had passed away in Atlanta. It's things like that that basically, if you are um, distracted, you could miss a pivotal cue of what God is trying to have you to do or have you to say or have you to respond because you are not focusing on that in which what the Father is speaking of you to do, 
because you're focused on me and my four no more. So at the end of the day, sometimes we have to get to the place of basically saying, self, I understand that you are, I understand that you are important. And I understand that you got some things on my mind. But right now, I can't entertain you today. And I need to be about my father's business. And if you cannot get in line with that, I'll deal with you later. And that is the hardest thing to tell yourself to shut shut it down and to line up with what God is saying because we are a people that only are considerate of oneself. So one of the other things that this book talks about is the idea of questions, um, the avoided questions, and meaning that I'll, I'll read you some of the questions that it's talking about. It says, Dear Reader, if you haven't done this already, I strongly recommend you reading the instructions, and it basically explains to you what kryptonite is. And it, and, it, and it says this, the avoided question, killing kryptonite. Is this book about Superman? No. But there are striking parallels between the story of our life of faith. Let's consider the similarities. Superman isn't from this world. A child of God is not from this world. He possesses supernatural powers, not natural human beings do not possess. um, We are supernaturally empowered in ways those of this world is not. He fights evil, we fight evil. He protects um, and liberates the opposed by um, by the villains. We guard the weak and set the captives free. He draws strength from the sun, we draw strength from the sun. And he was saying that he draws strength from the S-U-N and we draw strength from the um, S-O-N. There's nothing... There's one thing that can stop um, Superman. It's called kryptonite, a a fictional radioactive substance originally from his home planet. Likewise, there's a kryptonite that originated on our home planet that can neutralize the child of God. Oh, yes, it didn't didn't originate on Earth, but it was formed where we come from. Kryptonite not only neutralized Superman's um, out, other, what did he say? Oh, otherworldly abilities, but it also makes him weaker than a mere human. Our kryptonite does the same thing. What is kryptonite? Before uncovering the identity, I need to set the story. Kryptonite, kryptonite's huge advantage over Superman is that he isn't easily recognizable. So it could come from the effects of prior identification or identifying it. Even so, that the believers of kryptonite are weakening both individuals and the body of Christ. And too many of them is still not recognizable. The purpose of this book is to identify as, we, as well as uncover how to eliminate the effects of the individuals and the community. So let's begin with a question. What is our greatest desire? I say ours because we are a truthful people, and it is the same for each of us, is to be successful, to be the best in our fields, to be popular, to be happy to be married, to enjoy friendships, to be a part of a vibrant community, to enjoy good health, 
to have good resources and to do anything that we want to with fancy. Each of us are attracted to these and their most are even necessary, but do they identify our greatest desires? Do we know the people who have all of these but yet still feel empty? Do we hear stories of Hollywood actors, CEOs, professional athletes, government leaders, and others who have reached what society considers the pinnacle of success, and then they still find themselves lacking something? In their emptiness, some turn to drugs, alcohol, exotic pursuits, and affairs. Still others turn to religion, new age spirituality, occultism, hoping to find and fill the void that gnaws away on their inside. That question by itself was one that takes me to Vanessa in my favorite show, which is Lucifer. That's the first thing Lucifer asks one of the people that he deals with. Hey, love, tell me your greatest desire. Because if I can give you your greatest desire, you'll sell your soul for it. That's something to think about. Some of us would say that, no, I wouldn't do it. Or no, that's not me. But honestly, if we could have our greatest desire and get away with it, And get away with it. Um, we that, would do it. That that um that sort of tatters on the line of the calm. I don't know if it was no, it wasn't yesterday because I wasn't on you. I was on yesterday. I wasn't on yesterday. Whatever day. Either. It was that Wednesday or Thursday <laughs> when Sam was doing the reading and he got um to a part of the reading talking about um. And I told I told him that it would be good if he was to um, expound on natural good and mm. spiritual good because we typically think that if it's if it's good and it's natural, but it's not causing harm to anyone, that it's still good, and we have to look at the intent and motive. Right. And so when you're talking about um, Satan granting you your heart's desire, it may not be causing any harm to anyone, but Mm -hmm. it's the motive behind why he's granting it to you Mm -hmm. so that ultimately you can find favor in him. Mm -hmm. And it's a luring tactic, but... um, But did you hear what you said? Uh, yeah, I did. The key thing was is that it don't have to be bad. It doesn't. Oh, y'all not mind. That's the that's the key right good there. And, good. And, and, and you have all that to go with it, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And see, that's and that's a trick. And, and I truly, when we when we when we hear say people say that's a trick of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Now that alone, I believe, is a trick of the enemy. Why? Because we are always taught in the Bible that it's the bad thing to get you to go to hell. No, it's not. Not always. Yep. Some of it is is just simple. 
I remember, I remember, um, uh, what the Bible, how does the Bible say it? It says, um, I, I think it says straight is, basically it's talking about the, the um, narrow is, um, straight, I, I don't know exactly what it is right now. I'll think of it again, man. But it, it gives us the understanding and the parallel that, Oh, I, I'll use this one because I know it. It's easier for a camel to go uh-huh. through the eye of the needle uh-huh. than for a rich man to inherit the kingdom. Uh-huh. And they say, well, how is that so? Well, if, if I know a camel is bigger than me. Uh-huh. But I also do know that a camel knows how to contort its body if it desires to get on the other side of the city. I don't know Sound how to like do that. saying Donald Trump to me. Huh? I'm the first thing that I thought of was Donald Trump. Oh, changing. Well, I think that that's more of a chameleon spirit, dude. No, no, but what I'm talking about, you look at a rich man who has the ability oh, or accessibility. Oh, okay. Gotcha. To be able to do whatever they think that they want to do because they have the the access or you know the accessibility to funds to mm-hmm. go anywhere do right. anything, but it also right. touches on what you just said. Though he has the ability, the financial means to do whatever he wants, doesn't mean everything is right or good. It doesn't mean it, do. Because we already know that the stuff that he's doing ain't right, right? I mean, and, and I mean, it's it's something, it's something out right now that's saying that he had um, some misappropriation with this um, porn star while he was in office. Now well, I know um, that they, I, I know that that's, I know that's not the case because didn't they try to get rid of Bill Clinton? Well, I'm gonna say this, you know. You, you, what you said um, was that we know, as in the country knows that he's not right. But what happens with the, uh, um, what happens with man is he knows it really don't make a damn bit of difference if everybody else knows or not. But when you know and you continue. Mm. That's the that's where the issue lies because see every man has to answer for himself. Mm-hmm. Accountability um is something that we all have to deal with. But when it comes to self, the accountability is for you being accountable for yourself, especially once you are of the knowledge base, is something totally different. That's true. That's true. I mean, you know who I'm with you, that's true. So, so okay. Well, here's my question to that man. If that if that be the truth, which it is, how then does one? How then does one get beyond and go beyond the idea of getting better? And doing right, and, and well, I, I can't even ask that question because realistically, 
you you know you're doing wrong. I can't tell you. I can't tell you you're doing wrong because you already know that you're doing wrong. So there's nothing for me to tell you. Mm. I can't. That, that's just like okay. That's just like this. If 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 I'm telling you that, well, you're telling me that you're cheating on your diet. Yep, I don't want to say y'all stop. But no. You telling me you're cheating on your diet. And you want me to talk you out of cheating on your diet? What is there for me to talk you out of? You already told me what your choice and your desire was. Yeah, and I think, you know, <sighs> but how do I how do I talk you out of your truth? Well, the I can't. Thing is, well, and I think you know a lot of things have to be spiritually led, simply because I can desire to want to do to eat the wrong thing. But and I think you and and this is when we have to learn to ask of God what it is we truly want. Because if what I truly want is for you to encourage me to, you know, to persevere and be resilient through this temptation, then I need to be able to ask specifically that which I truly desire from you. But, but dear, and I don't want to say this, but I'm speaking directly to you at this moment. We have to deal with an anniversary. This this mm-hmm. upcoming week, but the statement was, "I want you to walk me through this." We desired a walk that she would still be here. She desired a different walk, and we weren't privy to the journal. Mm-hmm. She said, "I'm not going back to that place." We thought mm-hmm. she was moving to a different house. But that's not what she was saying. She had a desire that we weren't privy to, that we didn't have a conversation with about, mm-hmm. because we assumed out of our natural state of humanity that that was because we didn't want her to go nowhere. But in her conversations with her father, Mm-hmm. They had different talks, and we weren't privy sure to that. And we thought that we thought that we were the closest ones to her that she could say anything to us, but not that. So, with that being said, even when we do talk to the father about what we desire or or think or even want as our desire. The truth of the matter is it still doesn't matter what people on the outside are thinking because they aren't privy to those conversations that we're having when it's just me and the father. We don't like it. And and we say it's not fair. But what's ultimately fair? For them to have a conversation with the father, and they and the conversation that they come up with, or the or the answer that they come up with, is not what we like, or is it that God's will be done? 
And that's, and that's, and I think that that's, that's the issue of where it hits home. Okay, well, what do you do? How do we act? How do we respond? Where do we go? Ultimately, these are the questions because honestly, this is what's stealing our joy. This is what steals our this is This is the kryptonite that basically plagues us because we think one way and life says something totally different and we have no idea how to respond. Another thing that steals our strength is not dealing with things in the appropriate time and space and matter. We don't deal with them because they're so hard to deal with. We don't deal with them because I don't have the time to deal with them. We don't deal with them because we don't have the understanding to deal with them. Well, we don't want to deal with them. That's why we don't deal with them. We don't address things with our children because we don't want to deal with them. We don't address things with our spouses because we don't want to deal with them. We don't address things with our parents because we don't want to deal with them. We don't want to deal with things about um, death because we just don't want to deal with them. Because I have other things to deal with than that right here and right now. There's still a battle that I have with death right now. That it's not even a battle because she's gone. But my grandmother dying and telling me that she was sick and telling me she was sick and telling me she was sick, I kept on saying, Grandma, I don't want to see you sick. So she said, I want to see you. I don't want to see you while you're sick. But she said, but I want to see you while I'm sick. And my prayer was, God, while I'm taking care of everybody else's grandmother, auntie's mom and dad, take care of mine. Because I didn't know how to deal with it. Because this woman had been strength for me all of my life. Now you're telling me the woman who was strength for me all of my life is feeble and old, and she can't do those things on her own anymore because she's old. Mm. I don't understand that because, God, you said that we should have a long life. You said that we should do these things. You said we should have this one. And, you should, we should. And, and, and now I'm faced with it yet again. My aunt passed away. My grandmother, is, she's always lived right next door to her sister. My grandmother already had a mental breakdown before. So my grandmother has to her house to look at her sister's door and her sister's porch that her sister would never be able to walk out of again. And she's not dealing with her sister's death. She'll tell everybody she's okay, but I know she's not, because that's my grandmother. If I don't know nothing, I know when my grandmother's lying to me. And I'm not saying she's lying to me like that, but I know when she's not dealing with something and she brushes it off and basically moves to the next subject. It's just say, oh, I'm all right. And in my in, in my head and in my spirit, I know what that all right means. 
<clears throat> but I, I, I don't want to be the catalyst to push her that she has another breakdown. But do I need that she needs to deal? Do I know that she needs to deal with something? Hell yeah, she needs to deal with it. But can I make her deal with it? No. Why? Because she's got to deal with it on her own time. But I don't want her to have to deal with it on her own time when it's too late. That's what we do. We're perfectionists at doing things at the wrong time. That's why when it's time, we have no strength. Come on, God. We're perfectionists at doing things at the wrong appointed time. Then when it's time to deal with it, I'm not being ugly right now, but it don't hurt. And I don't know why I'm on this right here, but I'm on it. That's when we want to dive in the casket and get, oh, I want you to come back. Uh-huh. Well, well, we can't. Well, where, where, where are they going? Where are they going to come back to? Because if they get up, you're going to lose it. They can get up they want to. Guess <laughs> <laughs> what? So when they, when they get up, and oh, when they when they rise in all power, I'm gonna get in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm laughing and being funny about this, but Sam prays about us having superhuman strength. I don't know if Mark has it yet to pray and see that which is dead come back alive. Yet I don't know if I'm there yet. So with that being said. That fear is my So you ain't ready for a Lazarus experience. I, I want, girl, I want it. I want it to my heart. I do. Now hear me. That's my desire. But but watch this. I'm not even gonna say can it not it can't happen. But have I positioned myself in privacy to be ready for it to happen. That's a difference. Mm. That's a distinct difference. Have I put myself in the position that when God says pray, that this dead thing lives again, will I be ready? That has nothing to do with if he can do it, because we already know that he can. That has nothing to do if he'll do it, because we know that he will. That has everything to do with the idea of the fact that are we ready in the time and place that God is desiring us to move? That's the question. And I'm open for comments after that. Because I need, I need to debrief myself for that one. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Who said, ooh, Lord? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you need another moment yourself, Dick? Huh? <laughs> did you need a moment, too? I know I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> 
I'm going to South Carolina Friday. Oh, yeah, you need a moment. Hmm? I said, oh, yeah, you need a moment. Yeah, there's somebody said something about South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to go visit Reed. Mm. Mm, okay. No comment, kid. Going back on mute. <laughs> oh, no, I actually need you for one second. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm, I didn't like it, and it was dry, and it, 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 it was horrible. As a leader, I'm sure you knew that was coming. What's something that you can say is something that takes us? Not necessarily yours. Because I have yeah, one, but I don't want to say this. Say that again as a leader, what? As a leader, what's something that takes away your strength? Mm. Mm. (laughs) Well, you know what? (laughs) I would say for me to say this, which probably would not be totally true, and I'm pretty sure it's not totally true, but for me to say vulnerability... For me to be open. That's exactly what I was going to say, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, yeah so that, that's what I said, but I know that's really not true, but it's something I don't like. Brother, I promise to God, that's exactly what I was going to say. And the reason why I wanted somebody else to say it was because I didn't want to put my fear and my doubts on everyone else. And for me to be vulnerable with me to be to express my emotions, my feelings, those things that I feel would probably that I don't like saying or doing. So, because vulnerability could be different to different people, right? So for me, well, to, I, I, I was going to say just that. for you, stuff like that, huh? I said I was going to say that, brother, but I didn't want to basically put my business out on front street. I promise you, but I guess God knew better than I did. Yeah, well, that's why he died. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. That's exactly what I was going to say. And I didn't want to project it as such, but we as leaders don't know how to be vulnerable because of the idea that everybody is looking at us for strength. Mm-hmm. But the Bible said clearly how long have you been with me and not known me? I just needed you to pray one hour. That was him saying, hey, I need you. Mm-hmm. But we didn't show up. Not us, but mm-hmm. they didn't show up. And that's what he wanted. He just wanted them to pray with him one hour. That was him being a leader, being vulnerable, like, this is my time of need. And I don't have nobody to call. The only thing I got is the pillow that's capturing all of the um, mm. all of the moisture from my tears. Mm. I don't have nobody to call. The only thing I can feel is my ear having a puddle of water in there, and 
nobody to talk to. But let there be something in your house that's wrong. What do you do? You're going to call me till I can't be called no more. You're going to reach out to me till I reach back to you. But is that fair? No. Because what about when I'm in need? What about when it's my house? What about when it's my mama, my dad? You got the oldest parents on the call. What about when you need some strength? What about when you need a breakthrough? But we have to stop deserving ourselves. What do you mean by that? Because you said that you wanted to say it, but you didn't want to put yourself out there. there. I wasn't. I'm being truthful. Is that really deserving myself? Or basically having my strength being taken? It's a disservice to yourself. Okay. Because the truth, you know, um, and and I say disservice to yourself because that is the fear of your strength being taken. Yeah. Especially when you when you know. But so yes, it is a disservice to yourself. Okay. That's fair. Especially I don't when you know it. it. Yeah, especially when you know. But all of those things now, that. the thing about it is everything I just said are 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 really true. You do have a fear. You know, but you also um it's 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 both. I'm just saying it's a disservice to yourself because we already know via scripture, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but we know that we have to face our fears. That's how we mm-hmm. conquer them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That doesn't mean, and and I'm just saying, that doesn't mean that we, um, that we don't feel it or we don't experience it. It's just, and this is what we were talking about, you know, a few moments ago. It's the knowledge base yeah. because we know this. This is where we have to seek, you know, um, God to have the strength and the wherewithal to do just what he directed us to do, you know, through his word. It doesn't mean we won't have the fleshly experience of doubt and, you know, fear or whatever it is. It's just that we have to choose to, uh, we have to choose God and choose to walk how he's instructing us to. And I mean, you know, this is what we all do in the ministry because it's easy to preach the word. But, boy, I tell you, when things uh, show themselves up at our front door, I got to be more careful. I just just ministered about this the other day, and here we go. 
Mm-hmm. Now I got to do it. Now I got to do with it. Now you want to hear something else, sir? I, I believe it's Donnie McClurkin. I trust you. And the questions that he asked. Play uh, too much. You play too much. <laughs> Will you trust me? And you are faced with losing y'all. Will you still trust me? Uh, Would you trust me if I can have whatever my will is? Would you trust me? Would you trust me with giving me your life, your whole heart? Would you trust me? Would you trust me with me, which you won't even allow your stuff to touch? Would you trust me? Would you trust me when all hell is breaking loose and all that you have is me? Would you trust me? Those are some questions right there where you just say, God, you know, Lord, here's where I believe but helped out my unbelief. And I'm telling you the response of God is saying, if you have unbelief, then you do not trust me. It's not my shot. If you have any form of unbelief, you do not trust me. Because it says, God, will I trust you if I know that I'm faced with losing it all? Do I trust you? Well, wait, God, if I got to lose it all again, oh, come on now. You, 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 no, wait, 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 listen. And that's when you want to compromise. That's when you want to talk to him a little while. That's when you want to tell him, no, wait, wait a minute, God. I, I need you to understand that I'm not well with this right now. So hold on. And he says, <laughs> didn't I know your fears? Didn't I share your pain? Didn't I wipe away the tears? Wasn't I sheltered from the rain? Wasn't I there for you? Was I not always true? Didn't you know that I will always be with you until the end? But yet still you won't trust me with your greatest fears. That's how I said. I'm going to play this song, and uh, I honestly am going to end the call on this note. And I'm going to share with us that ultimately it's our responsibility 
to not let the snails of kryptonite of our life basically keep us from doing what God is saying for us to do. That you have to hold, would you trust me? I'll trust you, Lord. What if it costs my life? Yes. I'll trust you. I'll trust you, Lord. What if I lose the very thing I love so dearly? Yes. Well, if I lose the very thing I love so dearly. Somebody say, yes. Come on, put your hands up and say, yes. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Can you guys hear the song? I can hear Jesus. Hello? Yeah, it's something that sounds like a bunch of noise, but it's something.
That being said, I want to close out and um, I want to ask Elder King if she would um, pray us out and allow um, the Father to show us the things that captivate our strength and the things that, whether they be good and or bad, um that is kryptonite that cripples us to let us um um and not allowing us to be our truth and who we are to our essence. Hello?
You guys there? Anybody there? Is there anybody out there? I'm here. Okay. You need you processing? Did you pose another question and I missed it? I was asking you, um, could you pray us out? And um, if need be, <laughs> if anybody wanted prayer to help us understand or see the issues of kryptonite that steal our strength, that take us out of the place of doing what God wants us to do because we're so captivated by the idea of some of the things that we deal with that are not necessarily bad, but are joy grabbers or strength takers or whatever we're going to name that kryptonite to be. So I guess we first need to find out if anybody needs prayer. And second of all, we need to uh, deal with that aspect, and then um, we can close out. That mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so loving, dear. Mm. that for myself because you told me that I was doing a disservice to myself, but that's not what I heard. 
I know that's what you said, but that's truly not what I heard. I will explain to you what I heard was when you told me that I was doing a disservice to myself, that shared with me that if I'm doing a disservice to myself, then therefore, what service am I providing for those who are in need of me if the time comes, if I'm not in the proper perspective of place? Does that make sense? It does. Because ultimately, if we're no good for ourselves, we won't be any good for our brothers and sisters when we're in need. Mm-hmm. So I guess when you are praying for me, you're looking at a mirror, huh? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. My head is in so many different places, what I'm trying to do. Um, well, you want one of the guys to do it? Um. Wow. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Elder Farley, are you there? Or anybody else there? Yeah, I'm here. Did you hear the question that I asked our sister? Nope. Okay, my question (laughs) was... How did you get out of this? um, She said said that... She told us when we were basically not dealing with our vulnerabilities or our issues, that we're basically doing a disservice to ourselves... And what I told her was, I heard what she said, but that's not what, um, that's not what I heard. What I heard was when I'm not, when I'm at a disservice to myself, I'm at a disservice to somebody else if they need me because I'm not in the right proper perspective of dealing with certain things, i.e., we mentioned vulnerability and our fear. So I I asked her to pray for um, that in which is kryptonite to us that will put us in the place of fear that we should be missing something because we're not in the proper stance or proper perspective and guidelines with what it is that we're trying to get accomplished with in God in God's eyesight.
So okay. if you or and our gully would pray. But now you want us to pray for us as a whole regarding the things that hold us back. Our kryptonite. Uh, yes, but that I'm actually specifically asking for your me this time, your brother, because I mean, well, you know, we pray for people individually first, and then we do collectively. So I'm doing my, I'm doing myself because I'm showing the fact that I am vulnerable in this area. So I know that I need more help than I thought that I did. Okay, so you're asking for me to pray for you regarding your vulnerabilities. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll and then you um have Gully pray for um everybody in there everybody collectively. Okay. All right. Okay, Father God, I'm gonna lift up Brother Charles. Lord Regarding those vulnerabilities that are attached to him, those, Lord, that he wants to let go, and those that he chooses to hang on to, Father. Father God, those things that he knowingly knows, that are holding him back. Holy Spirit minister to and with him in that arena. Those other things, Father, that at this time, he's not aware of that are keeping him in bondage, Father. Father God, work with him in those arenas as well. Father God, you have called this man to be whole in you. To be made whole in your image and your likeness. You are not done working in him and through him. Continue, Father God, to transform him and to become the man of God, Rombos that you want on a vision. In Jesus' name I pray. Shadrukusan, this Kudrukumbraste, Shimbroske, Shimbranda, Sudakumbaka. And Holy Spirit, I want you to move right now, collectively in all of us, Lord. And all of us, Lord. Those things, Father God, those areas that we struggle with, those areas that we don't want to face, those things that we want to turn around and run away from, Father. I'm asking you for it collectively, Lord, as well as individually, Lord, to continue to strive with us, Father. let your spirit with us, Lord. Yet it'll go. Father God, don't give up on us when we give up on ourselves. Oh, Lord, turn us back around when we turn to go in the wrong direction. Continue to write our paths, Father, and keep us when we want to be not kept, Lord. Continue to be God. Tell us when and where we're broken at, Father. Meet us. My Deliver God. us. And part of so we can truly yield and be used by you, Lord, even in and of myself, Lord. Mm. Lord, I must admit, talking about vulnerability, Lord, I actually had fun today, Father, working with your people. Yes. 
I, I have to admit that being vulnerable because I I would normally push it on the road, but Lord, I actually enjoy doing that what you called me to do. Yes, thank you, Father Jesus. God. That's how mine, my mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. 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 Hallelujah. Mm. 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 As much as I be fuddled, as much as I get upset, much as I I don't I don't say it openly, Lord, but I'd be like, hey, bro, bro, bro. but to be obedient <laughs> and compliant, willing, Lord, and then to see the effectiveness. I want okay. to thank you, God. I want to thank you for keeping for not giving up on me. Father, even for yes, disciplining me when I needed it. So, Father God, continue yes, to keep me and grow me up and use me in the manner and in the way that you desire to do so. Yes, so I continue God. to become the man of God you called me to be. Yes, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hmm. I don't know if Zelda got anything, but yeah. What am I praying for? Vulnerability. Vulnerability? Okay. I'm going to do it corporately. Father, right now, I'm praying with Jesus and the Spirit saying, Father, I ask that you freely take what we freely give to you in terms of our vulnerability. And Father, convict us about the things that we so dearly want to hold on yeah, no, Those vulnerabilities, no, no. those bad habits, those secret sins, those secret desires that are not like you, Lord. Give them a, put a bad taste in our mouth right now in Jesus. Conviction. <laughs> Conviction is the word, but you convict us like never before. That even those things that we enjoy to do, that we're not like you, the joy of the move takes us to a whole other level of uncomfortability. That we begin to freely give up those things that you've been speaking to us to give up, that you've been urging us, that you've been... I'm telling us to give up in Jesus' name. For there's a freedom, Lord, that you would have all of us to walk in. Let us not be stumbling blocks in our own way. Your way is right. Your way is holy. Your way is pure. Let us begin to walk in your way this day and forevermore. For as we were decreeing in the service today, that's my will. Don't let thy will be done in our lives. Let thy will be done in our lives. Let that sit on the inside of us, Lord. Let that be a mantra that we live for the rest of our lives. Let us become something that we desire more than anything in this world. It's for your will to be done in our lives. Even if it means giving up our will. Even if it means putting aside our will. Even if it means losing our will. Because who is the king of glory? The Lord. We are mighty people, Lord Jesus. Strengthen us right now. Strengthen us. Let our vulnerability vulnerability not make us vulnerable anymore. 
henceforth and forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Doc, do you have anything? Dr. John, you have anything? Yeah, brother. So, you know, I'm I'm beginning to become really, really upset at this spirit of rejection and orphan that keeps us from living life, <laughs> keeps us from, from living life till it's fully. So much having, it, it steals our joy. It robs us from being all that we can be in his kingdom. Yeah. But my brother, you gotta you and I gotta stop making friends with this personality. Yesterday I talked about the spirit of fantasy and daydreaming. <laughs> Up until yesterday, I used to enjoy daydreaming. I used to enjoy fantasizing about what my future could be. When I see women, sometimes I lust after them. So sometimes I made friends with the personality of lust, which is a cousin of the spirit of rejection. Come on. I made friends with the spirit of depression, which leads me to want to go to happy hour and indulge my addiction to alcohol. I come against that spirit that drives me to do that. It doesn't control me, but it drives me to do things that I know are against the will of God. But God told me yesterday that I'm no longer a baby. That I no longer need my big brother to hold my hand. That I can war, I can pick up my sword, I can use my Bible. And I can declare the anointing that God has given me because of the authority 
that God has given me because I am one of his sons. He has given that same authority to cast out demons to you, my brother. I don't know what demon is dogging you, but man of God is dogging you. When are you going to get mad enough to say, God, give me the strength and power to war against this spirit that is oppressing me? When are you and I going to stop entertaining that enemy that tries to kill and steal and destroy us? I ask God this very day. To open our eyes spiritually to all the tools and the weapons he has afforded us to rid our lives of this demonic entity hmm. that comes to control our lives. Hmm. We can take authority this very day to name it, cast it out, and replace it with one of the 17 things that God told us we can replace it with, the spirit of love, the spirit of long-suffering, spirit of patience. Yeah, that's true. I pray that God gives you a special revelation to come against these things that vex you. You are a minister that understands the Old Testament through before people were ever known as Christians, there was a Jewish Savior. You know the foundation of Christianity, and you wonder why you are under demonic attack. It is because of your value to the body of Christ and to the church. If you ever really, truly realize who and what you are in the kingdom of God, nobody on your job will ever upset you. No family members can ever disturb you. Nothing in your career can get you off track because you understand your divine purpose 
in God. Brother, the spirit that's holding you is strong. It is a strong man. Holding you in bondage can be broken. They can be broken. It's through faith. Amen. 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 Is there anybody else who needs prayer dealing with um, one thing that steals their yeah, their strength or their um, their joy or their? Um, if not. We could um, wrap this up, and basically, we will um, rejoin, reconvene next week. But our next prophetic call will be in the evening time. It will be um, in the evening around 6 or 7 o'clock because I will be working. So we won't do it in the morning so more people could possibly be on the call, and then more people could be able to attend, and just so we could be free at home and relaxed throughout the day and not necessarily be consumed with the hustle bustle of everything going on around us. So if all hearts and minds are clear, we could adjourn the call and um adjourn the call if we have no other last remarks. Anyone? Okay, well I will um sign off and the next time y'all hear from me I will be in Chicago. I'm on my way to the airport shortly. All right, well, you guys have a good day, and we'll talk to you guys soon.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.